Hello and welcome to another episode of the Faithfully Fruitful Podcast, where we put God first, we balance life, and we get things done. So I'm your host, Otisha, the Busy Balanced Woman of God, and welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. This episode right here, I'm super excited about, just like any other one, um, because it's such a exciting experience to um, come before you this way and and just talk about God and talk about balancing life and getting things actually done. So what you came here for and what you clicked on this episode is how to find out how to be on fire for God and what enables us to do so. So last week, uh, we uncovered or the previous episode in one of my previous episodes, I talked about why it's so hard to believe in Jesus in today's society. So if you have some questions and you've had some concerns, if you have some doubts, um, I want you to go back and listen to the episode so you can be able to understand what you're battling with and how to fix it. Okay. So on this here, dear episode today, the mentorship of Jesus is going to tell us how we can get our fire back. You know, when it flickers or... When it's when it's lit, but it's a little dim, he gonna help us get us together, and he gonna get in our business, and he's going to um, teach us by way of his Holy Spirit today through this podcast on how to get our on fire for God's spirit that we used to have, or if you are on fire um, for God right now under the sound of my voice, you can directly to relate on seasons where it been hard to light that flame. So nevertheless, the topic on the table today is how do we become on fire for God? What enables us to be on fire for God? So how you know that if you are on fire for God in the current season you are is you just ask yourself these, these few questions. So some of the characteristics of being on fire for God is that you have a genuine, intimate relationship with him. Like you invite him on the everyday cares of your life. You um, seek him first before you do things. You turn down things that you want to do in order to please God. Also, another thing to know that you're on fire for God is that you invite him, like I said, into your everyday lives. Like you put God first and you balance your life, and that's how you're able to get things done. So, being on fire for God and having your life be a mirror that magnifies his glory, like your his walking glory distribution. Um, so your life reflects godly character. And I could just go on and on and on the characteristics about being on fire for God. But right here, this episode, I just want to focus on the beginning of how being on fire for God starts. And we're just going to talk about this today, God's way. So in my previous episode, just to start over fresh, because if you're listening to this for the first time and you haven't rekindled your relationship with God. And so my last episode um, titled How to Believe in Jesus in Today's Society, your call to action from the episode was to fall in love with Jesus again. Um, Whether you had to watch The Passing of Christ, the movie, 
if you had to eat ice cream and cry and just kind of fall in love with Jesus again and appreciate the way that he gave up his life in order for you to be set free. I'm going to need you to do that because you're not even going to be open and ready to receive what what is going to take place over this podcast right now. So just to be open and honest about that, um, I just want to make sure that the seeds that God has allowed me to plant right here, he is able to grow them with you being in the proper place. So I I do want to um, make that a point. But nevertheless, let's get right into this and how um, you can become on fire for God. So let's just go ahead and pop the bubble and how you can be on fire for God really plainly so we can engage and get started here is the Holy Spirit. So to paint a picture in your mind, so Jesus, after he rose from the dead on the third day, he appeared and he appeared to his disciples, his posse, his friends, who had he had been mentoring and training for 33 years of his life uh, up until his death. So interesting, interestingly enough, he had taught his disciples. He had performed miracles. He had done all these signs and wonders in front of them. And when it came to the day of his um, judgment, Let's let's just talk about one disciple in particular, our brother Peter here. Peter denied Jesus three times. Imagine one of your friends that um, helped build up a foundation or a cause or just something that um, that you created that's a legacy. And when it came to the time of, you know, judgment or if you came to a hard decision and your friend was just like, no, nah, I, I don't know what she's talking about. What she's doing is just, no, I'm not a part of that cause. Like, I don't know who he or she is. Like, seriously? So Peter was one of those. Okay. So let's, let's digress. So 40 days after his resurrection, like, Jesus had to appear and show up, show his disciples that it was him and prove to them once more who he was. So he ascended and was taken up to heaven. He promised that he would give them a gift for them to be able to carry out the mission, the cause, okay, <laughs> to spread the gospel because they he knew that they was going to need help because they had already like hidden, spoon fed them, and he was just like, "Listen, I'm sure Jesus, like they gonna need something because I'm not gonna be here to babysit them anymore." Okay, so he gave them specific instructions, and then he said, "You will receive power by the Holy Spirit that will come to you." And they're like, "Okay, cool." like he, like I said, he couldn't babysit them anymore. He had to give them something that was going to help them to become on fire. So when he gave that to them, our friend, dear Peter, that basically um, cowered before three times, 
he was a coward no more. And he was able to have the power to be on fire for God's purpose, God's message, and to live according to God's word. So how does this help you to know that this is about you? So did you know that you had access to this Holy Spirit? Did you know like when you gave, you made that confession and you chose to follow the spirit of truth and you accepted Jesus into your life and you asked him to forgive you for your sins? Did you know that you had access to this power, the Holy Spirit, that he left on this earth to his um, faithful 12? So if you're a newbie in Christ and... You go to a church and they have a discipleship class, okay? So, this is how we going to apply this to our life practically. You're in a discipleship class. You finish all your weeks and, and your tours. You, you know, you get transformed. You know the foundations of what it is about and what it takes to be, you know, a new converted Christian or a rededicated and reconnected Christian. Yes. But until you understand the power and authority that you have from the Holy Spirit, the enabler, you will not be able to be on fire for God like you want to. It's going to feel like a duty and a responsibility instead of the will of God. It's going to be about like, oh, what's in it for me instead of what's in it for them. So when you think about Jesus' disciples, they had a really, really hard time following the calls and um, sharing the gospel and accepting, openly expressing to people that they were a follower of Jesus and to the power of the Holy Spirit came and enabled them to be on fire for God. Once this transformation took place, when Jesus went away and he was like, look, I got to go away so I can give y'all this power so y'all can do and apply everything that I have taught you, but you're just going to need a little bit of help, okay, to stay, to keep that flame lit because y'all. So this happened so the disciples can be transformed and this is how we transform and this is how we become on fire for God. So in Acts 1 and 8, it reads that because you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will able to be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judah and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So they receive this power so they can serve God, so they can serve people. It was no longer about what's in it for me. So when Brother Peter accepted this cause, he was able to address the crowd. He was no longer afraid to claim that Jesus was his homie. And like I say, like, I don't have time to make this stuff up. Like, if you want to go back and study this and really dig into this and understand um, especially if this is the area that you're struggling with is being on fire for God. I want you to go to Acts um, chapter two. Like I'm not going to read the whole thing because I don't want to sit here and read at you and talk at you and preach at you. But I do want to empower you to understand the power that you have access to. And that is my responsibility today in this podcast. 
So in Acts 2, it talks about the Holy Spirit comes at the Pentecost. This is when the Holy Spirit showed up and broke out and the Holy Spirit began to speak and the Spirit enabled them to speak in tongues in front of people that did not believe, in front of people that did believe, and they were, however, empowered to the point where they did not care. They were made fun of, they were mocked, they were accused. Has anybody ever been accused about something? You ever been mocked? You ever been made fun of? But our brother Peter still was bold enough and the Holy Spirit helped him to be on fire and bold enough to stand up with his 11 behind him and raise his voice and address the crowd. And he was able to bring souls to the kingdom of God that day. Our brother Peter was able to show up in boldness. He started healing people. He started speaking to onlookers, whether they believed him or not, and say, now listen, these people are not drunk. This is the power of the true living God. Like, you want a piece of this? Like, you need to come over here and believe as well. So your sins can be forgiven and you can have this power too. Like it's accessible to you. He didn't point people to him, but he pointed people to Christ. And some people whose eyes and ears and and their hearts were softened and open to receive his message began to become accepting and be able to um, commune with other believers. They was able to eat at the table too. And he was, he was real open and transparent. He called them out on their stuff, but he also let them know that this gift is open and accessible to you, even though you put Jesus on the cross and he was sent by God and you crucified him and he is the Lord and Messiah. Like y'all killed the Lord and Messiah, but nevertheless, you can be forgiven and you can still eat the fruits of his labor as well and be saved. So on that day, 3,000 people were baptized, baptized and received the gift of the Holy Spirit on that particular day. So some of the benefits that they got for being on fire for God, they were able to eat together, have community, fellowship. They were able to be spiritually full Um, They were able to enjoy the Lord and all his wonders and fruitfulness. And God increased their numbers daily. So even though being on fire for God is not necessarily about you, but there are great benefits for you. So an encounter with Christ and his Holy Spirit can literally change your life overnight. Becoming on fire for God can happen for you and have great benefits overnight. So I want to ask you with this, I want to leave you with this question, leave you with this thought. This is your call to action. Have you ever seen someone change overnight by an encounter with Christ? So we can sit on the pews. Some of us are pew babies. I would say I was a pew adolescent. And I didn't really tap into the power of the Holy Spirit until I was able to 
go away and then come back and understand my power and authority that I have through Christ. I used to be a mocker, an onlooker, one whose flame had been blown out, dropped like it's hot and cold. Okay, so imagine if we let the Holy Spirit transform us from pre-Holy Ghost Peter to after Holy Ghost Peter. Um, it's easy to say like, oh, if I see my friend going through something, I will have my friends back. If I see my friend like Peter did, see Jesus going through persecution like he did, you will have your friends back. But but in actuality, you would have denied your friend three times too. The point here is for you to become on fire for God by acknowledging your power and authority given to you and the gift that is given to you called the Holy Spirit. So that is how you become on fire for God today. So I hope this message um, has empowered to you. I hope that you are open to receive this message today, that you are in a place where you are open and available for the Holy Spirit to penetrate and to help you and to lead you and guide you, that you utilize this beautiful gift that was left here for us to transform our lives and get us on the path to be on fire for God. So thank you for listening to this episode. I will talk to you again next time on the Faithfully Fruitful Podcast. Thank you for listening.